0: I don't, by any stretch, believe radio is dead or dying. Right, It's going to look different, sound different. I mean, we're not using transmitters in 10 years, but I think there's going to be a place for us, especially if we keep to our original vision.
1: Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Bridge Podcast. And this week, I am actually joined by Bill and Denise, Bill Salmon's and Denise Harper from The Morning Show. Hello. It's good to have you guys on mic again. Thank Thank you. you. And then Kim Willie is here. Kim, happy to have you.
2: Happy to be here.
1: (laughs) Of course, I'm Andrew Jackson. Uh, You typically have to listen or muddle through what I say to get to the good stuff from the guests. So this week, I have something very special in store. We're going to talk about the story of The Bridge the radio station behind this podcast, the radio station that connects and strengthens uh, listeners and believers across Marva, so that they can have a stronger faith in the Lord. And it's a very interesting story that goes back more than the 10 years that the station has been on the air. But before we dive into that, I want to remind you about our sponsor. The podcast is sponsored by Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant. The Boardwalk Plaza is happy to call the Ocean's Edge their home and happy to offer you a unique, comfortable respite from the world where you can truly get away from it all. You can learn more at boardwalkplaza.com. Now, Bill, start us off. Ten years ago, there was no bridge radio station. Mm -hmm. And before that, there was a Christian radio station in this market.
0: Yeah, the the origins of the bridge go back, uh, although we're not directly affiliated in any way, kind of goes back to a station called the light fm wxpz which was a small fm station in, in milford delaware uh it signed on in 1990 denise you're gonna have to help me when it went off the air what year, do you remember what year that was I think uh, it
3: was 2003 three i think, I
2: think. Mm-hmm. so
0: somewhere in the late 90s while we were um denise was working there kim who's with us was working mm-hmm. uh we all three of us worked at the light fm um i got a I got a call one day from our FCC attorney in Washington, D.C. His name is Ray, Ray Fitch. And Ray said, hey, there's a non-commercial frequency that's been allocated to Harrington, Delaware. Hmm. It uh, It's non-commercial, so it has to be owned by a nonprofit organization, but it's going to have a blowtorch of a signal. Do you know anybody, a nonprofit that might want to apply for it? And I said, uh, yeah, actually, I might, because my dad was a pastor at Eagles Nest Church at the time, founder and pastor there, and I... I said, uh, you know, that might be, that might be wise for the church to apply for it. So, he took it to the board. and The board said, "Yep, let's do it." And we applied, and uh, so it sat at the FCC for ten years. So in the meantime, wow. we still had what three or four years left of light mm-hmm. FM. Yes, um, I ended up selling the light FM. It was a, th- it was a three kilowatt compared to twenty-five kilowatt station. Ah, so that's a lot what you smaller mean by and it was commercial. <laughs> Right. meaning we didn't we were not listener supported like the bridges we we sold kim mm-hmm. <laughs> and others <laughs> sold ads yes. and that's how we stayed on the air and i gotta tell you it was hard mm-hmm. yeah. a being commercial mm-hmm. b being a small signal yes and uh most months for what 12 years 13 years mm-hmm. we you know, we struggled. It was a struggle. Yeah. It was hard. It was very hard. And after a while, I just couldn't take it anymore. I was mm-hmm. kind of burned out. Somebody offered me a nice uh, price to sell it. And I decided it was time to mo- to move on and do something else. Mm-hmm. So the area was without a Christian station. Denise, again, you have to help me with the math. What did you say, 2012? 2003. Three, yeah. Uh, three until 2000. And- Ten, mm-hmm. so about one, seven almost years. seven years. Mm-hmm. There was no local Christian mm-hmm. uh, radio. There was not any Christian radio station serving for the, much of this area, much as Canton, Sussex yeah.
1: County, Delaware, and into Northern Salisbury
0: area. So in two thousand and eight, uh, I think it was January two thousand and eight. I got a call mm-hmm. one day, and I had forgotten. Sure, honestly, about the sitting at the FCC. Mm-hmm. I mean, have thought about it now and then, mm-hmm. but I got a call from Pastor Bob Weed, who had succeeded my dad at Eagles Nest. Mm-hmm. My dad retired. And he said, "Hey, I got a letter from the FCC, something about a construction permit, and we have three years to build a radio station. Do you know anything about this?" Mm-hmm. And I, what an interesting said, well, you note just to did. receive. And I, laughed, and I said, yes. "Yeah, actually, I do." Very cool. So he said, well, "What do I do with this?" And um, I said, "Well, we probably shouldn't meet. We should t- probably should get some people together and meet and and talk about it because it's been so long and a lot has changed, and decide." do is it worth pursuing do we want a local christian radio station what would take the fcc so long mm-hmm. to right? decide Question. a their a government or entity yes. um, b <laughs> uh, there was actually a lawsuit that had been filed um, uh, uh, kind of challenging the way the fcc awarded frequencies that had more than one applicant okay and that was the case for 887 in harrington mm-hmm. there were i think five or so applicants for that mm-hmm. frequency so um while the courts were sorting out the way the fcc should award you mm-hmm. know who gets the frequency when there's more than one it just sat and, no and didn't yeah nothing happened
1: and it wasn't necessarily related just to that signal oh, there no. were other signals oh, all yeah. over the country Rant. in the a lot of same lockdown Impacted. a lot of them were held up for wow. a long time well fortunately god saw favor to move that court case ahead and then open the door for 88 7 the bridge to come yeah. on the air
0: yeah and, and so it was january of 08 Mm -hmm. so we had three years to build the station basically to get it on the air if you don't the fcc pulls the permit and you even if it's a day late you're out of luck Mm. you they don't give extensions Mm -hmm. i know of one case i've ever heard where they gave an extension and that was uh uh, because it was like a hurricane came through in the last Mm -hmm. week and they couldn't get an antenna hung that they had on the ground ready to go Mm. otherwise you're out of luck. They pull it, nobody gets it. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So, so we had a, you know, basically a three year timetable. The, the clock started ticking. We met, we got a group together, and mm-hmm. we said, okay, do we want to do this? It's expensive to build. Um, what what kind the, of me, group did, did you get together? I uh, just called some people that uh, I think, Kim, you were there, was right? Hard. I mean, we, mm-hmm. um, can't remember if Denise came, but it mm-hmm. was a group of people that knew a little bit about radio, mm-hmm. um, and some people from the church, probably okay. the board. I don't honestly remember everybody that was mm-hmm. there. Any business leaders or community leaders who was there?
2: Yeah, Tom Draper. Okay, was there? Wow, Barry, really? Barry Dukes. Yeah. Wow, Jim yeah, I'm, Weller. I think. I'm think. i glad my memory. <laughs> the there yeah. were several. <laughs> <laughs> some people that used to help with Lamb Jam came. I think Mike Erickson was even uh-huh. there, and some different ones.
0: And Lamb Jam was. Uh,
2: a a christian music music festival festival that the light fm would put on each year very cool Mm -hmm. okay so that's i just
0: remember the conversation was do we want to invest the time and money in this is it Mm -hmm. because in what had happened and from the time that we had applied until the time that it was awarded a decade the internet had just exploded Mm. and now there was spotify and pandora Mm -hmm. there was xm and xm and sirius uh, Mm -hmm. satellite radio existed there was just so many other things that didn't exist so when we had the light FM, when we started it in 1990, the only way to listen to Christian music was on Christian radio at that mm-hmm. time. You couldn't get it on the internet or in your car, via satellite or anything else, and right. you know, with smartphones playing, you know, Spotify. Right. So mm-hmm. that had all changed. So we had to decide: did you know? Could we make it a go? And did we want to? And mm-hmm. the consensus at that meeting was: if it's local. Then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. If we're going to be a jukebox and play mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. via a satellite from some other place or whatever, then no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not worth the effort. But if we're going to be local uh, and minister and serve the local area, then then let's do it. And that's an important determining factor, isn't it? Local versus, like you
1: say, a jukebox, because yeah. a lot of uh, FM and even probably AM stations have gone to complete syndication yeah. complete music jukebox where it's all loaded from some central server or who knows where right and it's just pumped
0: over stations that they've picked up in a network and our our um thing that we heard i think at that meeting and from a lot of people actually um, before that meeting was that people said to us you know i can i can Get this music. I can go at the time to the Christian bookstore and buy a CD, <laughs> mm-hmm. or I can, you know, I can hear this music in various ways now. But I miss being connected. Mm-hmm. I miss knowing what's going on in the community. I yep. miss praying with people and see, you know, it was that connection thing. Right. So that was the tipping point for us, and that honestly is how we ended up with the name of The Bridge, mm-hmm. because it was that theme of okay, we're not just a jukebox, we're not just playing music, but we're here to connect people and that's you know that's what a bridge does so that's why we call ourselves the bridge awesome mm-hmm. well that's a pretty good start a
1: nice kickoff but of course you had those three years where you had to get yeah. to work you had a lot that you had to um, infrastructure had to be put in place there's a lot you had to <laughs> make sure you had a studio to broadcast yeah. out of mm-hmm. you had to get uh, air talent thank goodness you found someone special
0: to stand by your side again <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and I, i'll we'll talk about it in a minute but yeah. the main thing we had to do was raise money yep. and because if, it's expensive yeah, yep. if
1: i recall uh, about that time january 2008 uh wasn't so tough mm. but as right. you started to dip into the fall of 2008 yes. there yeah. was a significant dip in the kim economy tell the story better yeah. than me yeah so kim what were you facing in the form of raising funds and support to get the station on the air
2: so it started off great, and we had a consultant come in, Terry Dismore, came in mm-hmm. and, and helped us to try to put some things together. And the first thing we decided to do was to have a banquet to invite people to let them know what was happening and what we were planning. Mm-hmm. And it was on September 11, 2008, was mm-hmm. the banquet in Milton. And about 300 people came, very excited night. We played little clips of what we thought the station would eventually sound like. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we had some worship, and we had people give donations that night toward it. And two weeks later, the housing market crashed. Yeah. So it was like, okay, well, the budget that we wanted to have is not the budget we're going to have because people don't have the money you know, mm-hmm. to put toward it. So I think Bill got on the horn and started calling people for used equipment and things like that mm-hmm. that we could use. And we ended up renting a building that the Light FM used to be in hmm. to be a space where we could start. Just a lot of different things like that came together. So it... I truly always believed that it was God's economy and not ours because yes. things were going great and wonderful and it would have looked like we did in our own power. But when everything crashed, it was only God that could have gotten us on the air oh, when yeah. he did. So it was pretty cool to watch the whole thing unfold and money to come in. And I had to go talk to businesses and say, hey, we're not on the air yet, but when we are. Can you give money toward this before? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And they had to trust me. And the cool part was because I had a relationship for years in sales with the Light FM, Mm -hmm. those businesses knew me and knew that they could trust me and what we were doing. So they did. They gave money in advance, and some others started giving donations, and things started coming in the door to get the ball rolling.
3: Yeah,
1: it says a lot about their commitment to the local community as well. Yeah. uh, Reinvesting in their. In their customers, knowing that their customers are going to be connected mm-hmm. to each other and strengthen the whole community yes. through what you were promising was hopefully going to be on the air. Yeah,
2: exactly. So
1: uh, you you found the support that was necessary, and then like you said, picked up a lot of used equipment. How does radio yeah, work? <laughs> what What did you get? I mean, is this something I could put together? Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> There's unfortunately not a whole lot to radio. Okay, I mean, it takes some equipment, but. Um, This interesting thing happened um, once we we started getting momentum and one of the things we did, um, a guy named John Mixon, who was uh, part of the team getting us on the air, had started a blog. Um, I think it was called Building a Radio Station or Starting a Radio Station or something. And um, an engineer, a local radio engineer, who uh, worked for a a chain in this area of of group of stations, uh, was in the hospital uh, undergoing chemotherapy treatments and um stumbled across the blog mm. one day on his laptop while he's mm-hmm. literally on chemo and um he, he read that we you know a christian station was coming to the area and he said he felt like the lord said i want you to help them get it on the air mm. and he said um well lord i'm gonna die how because he had stage four colon cancer he was in his 30s right. and lord i'm gonna die how am i gonna Seems help?" like them? a ridiculous. Yeah. Challenge And the Lord right. said, you take care of them, I'll take care of you. So mm. he trusted God, sent me an email and said, I don't know what it looks like, but if you need help uh, from an engineering side, I'm willing to volunteer my services. Well, we've been praying for an engineer. And he's honestly the one who helped us find most of the used equipment because mm. of his network and uh, and a lot of it. In fact, the transmitter we bought from their company, the company he worked for, it was he knew it was sitting in mothballs somewhere that they had right. taken out of service. It was an old old transmitter when we got it. <clears throat> Um, but he got it working, and we, you know, a volunteer from Fitzgerald's Auto Salvage took a truck up and <laughs> up to Elkton, Maryland, and trucked the thing down, and we hooked it up. And wow! Jeff is his name. He actually works here now; he's yeah. our operations uh, manager. Um, he got it on the air, and that transmitter served us for the what, first seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. It's now our backup transmitter, thankfully. Um, because it's now been retired twice, but it served us well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but well, a lot of, lot of that we bought used, almost everything that we bought was used and we rented a building. Mm-hmm. So like Kim said, we substantially reduced the original budget that mm-hmm. we had in mind and right. got, By on, with the, got right. on with the shoes. Yeah. Wow. And we signed mm-hmm. on virtually with no money mm-hmm. um, and minimal debt, very minimal debt. Mm-hmm. And we, we uh, managed to sign on about a month before that three-year window wow. expired. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, that is close. Yeah.
1: Well, the good news is the radio station got on the air, and God fulfilled his promise to Jeff. Jeff has been taken care of. He's mm-hmm. cancer-free yes. now, right? Mm-hmm. For 11 or 12 years. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. So that opens the door. Now we've got a radio station, Yeah, and we're playing music that's <laughs> loaded by local DJs, and we've got... Few local hosts on the air, and I think that's about where you step in, right, Miss Denise?
3: Uh, you know it's funny that I did not have any inkling at all to work for the new Christian radio station coming to the area until Bill invited me to his home one summer evening for uh, a get together with some old Light FM compadres, uh-huh. and um, we just had a great time remembering, you know, great. Um, radio stories, and as I was leaving that night, uh, well, Bill, your wife asked me why? Why wouldn't you want to come back and do the morning show with Bill again? You guys are so good. And I said, oh, you know, I think that chapter's over. Hmm. As I was walking out the door, well, you were
0: working. You were. Uh, in, I was working, working at a church. At
3: a church, a local mm-hmm. church, crossroad Community. No plans church. of leaving. So no so, plans to leave. Yeah. I was the administrator there. At Jason Sharp who had worked with us at the Light FM years Mm -hmm. before. Jason was in town, that was really, I think, the reason why we all kind of got together. Jason looked at me and said, you must really love what you're doing because you're not even gonna consider coming to work at this (laughs) radio station. And I did love what I was doing, but I was actually praying that God would just reveal you know, his, his will to me in every area. And one of those was that, you know, am I going to continue to do what I'm doing? You have something else for me. Hmm. And from the moment, I, I literally got in my car and drove from Bridgeville to Milford. And by the time I busted in the door at home, I looked at my husband, Ken, and said, (laughs) you are not going to believe the conversation that God and I have been having (laughs) all the way home. (laughs) And I think I called Bill the next day and said, we need to have coffee. Because I, I really think that mm. um, we're maybe supposed to do the morning show again together. Mm. And so that's kind of how that launched. That was a God thing because you yeah. know, yeah, because all those pieces come together.
0: At that point, I wasn't even sure what my role was going to be here. Mm-hmm. I, had, um, I had, you know, I had uh, done all the work, engineering and pulled all the engineering and legal and everything for the application 10 years prior at this point 12 years prior i guess mm-hmm. um but a lot had happened in my life since then i had sold the stations i was doing video production full-time i'd gotten divorced mm-hmm. um i i had gone through not too much before this whole thing actually maybe in ran on during um pretty bad depression mm-hmm. and um i didn't think i wanted to be part of the bridge um i didn't think i should be part of the bridge to be honest with mm-hmm. you i said to um you know, at the meeting with Bob Weed, I said I'll give you some advice. and You're going to ask me questions, but I'm—you don't want me to be part of this. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, "You know, I'm not so sure about that. Was pray about it." And I was—I was, I was uh, in counseling at the time, and I said to the counselor, "You know, I don't—I think this would be a mistake. What do you think?" And he said, "Well, I—I I think maybe you should re-examine that and pray about that." Mm-hmm. And I talked to my pastor. I said the same thing, and he said the same thing, and so I started considering it, so I went back to Bob, and I said, I'll, I'll help you get it on the air, but I'm not gonna work there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and that changed to when we got, I, I don't even remember when, Kim probably does, but a, month, a few months out, it was like, well, he said, would you run it for a year? Uh-huh. And I said, well, okay, I'll give you one year. Right. One, one year. year. But God, I'm, I'm not going to be on the air. I won't be on the air. You know? no, no. Yeah. And that turned into, you know, uh, now Denise and I are back doing the morning show. Sure. And um, running it for a year, and that was 10 years ago. Sure. <laughs> Actually, I think, Kim, it was 10 years ago this week as we record this that you and I Sunday, started. Sunday, March
2: 1st uh, will be our 10 years. Oh, is that right? Okay. Incredible. Yeah. We yeah. wow. yep. Yep. And we
0: will have been on the air December the 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Of 2020 will be our 10-year anniversary. And there
2: is a story behind that date, actually. It's not just, oh, we happen to randomly be on the air December 7th. Well,
0: it's Delaware Day.
2: Yes. We were looking at dates leading up to. We knew we were getting close, and we were like, "What date should we choose?" Yeah. And it's the birthday of the state of Delaware, and there this is the birth of Christian radio back in Delaware. So there was significance in that, not just a random date chosen. No, on the it's calendar. brilliant.
1: I love it. Yeah. I'm a big history buff. Though. It's
0: also Pearl Harbor. Um, yes, but that's um, not why. Yeah, we, no, chose. we. Yeah, we're not going <laughs> to. It was connected with Delaware. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Some people remind me of that. every yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hmm. Definitely. So in uh, in getting the station launched, we've got our morning show team. We're ready to get out there and, <laughs> yeah. and shake things up. We've got mm-hmm. um, not a sales team necessarily, but a support team in place. Say, yeah. We've got uh, someone who's hitting up uh, donations from sponsors and uh, knocking on doors and meeting listeners uh, where they are to see if they'll support the station. Mm-hmm. So funding is coming in. The station is continuing to grow. Uh, we're meeting listeners who support the station. We're meeting businesses who love the station. And uh, what would you say, in the in the early years anyway, what were some of the significant events that you can recall? Some of the things that showed you, you know what? I think this is going to work.
2: I think the first concert. Okay. I mean, there was a concert was actually that? before we came on the air, which was Chris Sly to, right. to let people know we were coming.
0: When was our first concert? But The first concert was February. Uh,
2: was February 11th. Okay. I, I believe February eleventh, 2011.
0: You know, it was.
1: Yep. Because, because you looked it up. Well, oh. I remember it. Because oh, really? it was. I was not yet part of the team. Oh. Uh, didn't even have that on my radar. But it was the first date my wife and I had out after our daughter was born. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you wow. came that. that was our date.
3: Wow! <laughs> Where, did it you was, actually get to sit great. down that
2: night? Because yeah. there was standing did, room only.
1: <laughs> I think in wow. the back. I think I let her sit. <laughs> I never,
2: <laughs> if I, I remember never
1: heard that story before, yeah, wow. yeah, that we, was uh, wow. we our we very first We may have date. gone
2: a little uh, past the fire code on yeah, like, the last night <laughs> <laughs> because we didn't know. We honestly, right. we would only been on the air a couple of months, sure, and we didn't know. Okay, are people who, are people how many, yeah. uh, who are who's listening? Yeah, and to sell the tickets and the people show up and there would be overflow was incredible. We were like, "There's something here it to was, this." Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah. yeah
0: Well, that's a good for me. It was uh, March. It was a month or so later. We did our first fundraiser. Oh yes! Oh, oh my goodness!
1: Sure, uh, that's a make it or break it moment.
0: Yeah, and we. <laughs> so emotional. <laughs> we had no. Um, we had no idea how many people were listening. If anybody mm-hmm. was going to call and support the station. Yeah. This was our for all of us our first yeah. venture in the nonprofit radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were we had worked at a commercial station when you would take a Ray Card and hit the street if money mm-hmm. was low and yep. do your best to sell ads. And here, we didn't have that option. Yeah. Here we were gonna rely on listeners to, mm-hmm. to send in checks. So we went on, uh, we didn't ask for any money for the first few months and uh, it came in anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were bare bones, we had a very small staff and the people who worked here didn't make much money. and you had all used to quit we know we did everything we could we should talk about a shoestring <laughs> mm-hmm. but in march we uh we had our first fundraiser and i don't remember it was in around one hundred fifty thousand dollars. i think
2: might have been yeah. <coughs> that was wow.
0: raised in our first three days and uh it was three days of stories mm-hmm. because that was the first time really we'd opened up the phones and said hey if the bridge has blessed you in any way would you we'd like to hear your story and mm-hmm. it was Unbelievable! It
2: was overwhelming.
0: Wow! So emotional to see what God was doing. That yeah. was the first clue that we had that something was happening. That's cool. That's a huge blessing. Yeah, it was what a
2: magical th- time! <laughs> and I
1: mean, that's great to to remember and recall and revel in. But what about some hurdles? What kind of things did you face in in not just the initial funding or setting up the, but in those first early months of the station? Mm-hmm. What were some significant hurdles that you saw God bring you through?
0: Wow. Um, well, the first one was we had no budget, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and we so we didn't have much of an advertising budget. We didn't really have a way to get the word out. You got ideas and plans to get the word yeah, out, and but... we felt like we had a good product. But how do you mm-hmm. get people to know that it's there to listen mm-hmm. to it? Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, you know, we we did we did what we could do for free, and social media was, mm-hmm. meh. you know, we did a little bit of we did a little bit of everything that was that was free. So I guess that was mm-hmm. one going into it with no budget. Um, even though we were owned at the time by Eagles Nest Church, mm-hmm. um, they, you know, they didn't have a lot of money to throw at the ministry, so we needed to be self-sustaining, like mm-hmm. right out of the gate. Right. Um, in fact, they were doing our books and stuff at that time, and but we were paying them uh, to do that. Mm. And uh, so it was pretty amazing that, uh, really, from from January, from our first our first full month, that we were in the black. Mm -hmm. from the first month and and we've been in the black every month Mm -hmm. for 10 years it is that's a total miracle it is because the the economy was still not very strong Mm -hmm. when in 2010 when we signed on so um i guess you know finances would would be the the first thing the big Mm -hmm. really the big hurdle that we went through Mm -hmm. and being able to hire enough people to do what we wanted to do and grow how we wanted to grow Mm -hmm. the second one was when we were starting to grow and we wanted to uh We needed to move out of the facility that we were in. Mm -hmm. Um, But because of us being affiliated with the church and they had a school, they had a campground, they had a lot of Mm -hmm. other things going on, um, it wasn't uh, financially possible for us to move and rent another facility somewhere. So at that point we started talking to the church about could we become an independent ministry. Mm. That would kind of take the ceiling off of us but it would also give, kind of take away the perception that we were a church owned by one church. Right. Because we didn't want that. We wanted every church to feel like we were there, So mm-hmm. the yes. bridge is part yeah. of their church. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, Pastor Bob and the board agreed. And that started the process then that we were able to buy, set up our own 501c3, become independent, and mm-hmm. buy ourselves from the church. Yeah. Uh, and
1: in the end, that worked out well. And uh, the Bridge of Hope, uh, Inc. Right was born as a a organization, and that was an incredible chapter as well. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. After that uh, self-standing organization formed, uh, there was more blessings that were on the way (laughs) that none of us could have seen. Right, Uh, you you had hoped for a
0: larger facility. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my. Yeah, what we (laughs) thought we were going to do was uh, didn't happen. You know, we Mm -hmm. had been pursuing. I'd really have my heart set on this building. And um, it just didn't, it didn't work out. We mm-hmm. weren't able to do that. But God, as always, had something better in mm-hmm. mind than what I had in mind. Sure. And then one of our donors came to us and said, hey, I've got a building that just became available on Route 1 in Milford. It was three times the square footage. <laughs> and uh, he said, are you interested? And I said immediately, yeah, but I can't afford it. And he said, "Well, let's see what we can do." And he helped us afford it. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> and we moved in. What year was that? Like three. Years it'll be. Or? It'll be four years it'll in be March. Four years! Mm-hmm. Wow.
3: wow, time. Just that's blast. crazy.
0: So yeah, so we've been in this in this building. Uh, uh, what we're paying for rent, uh, we couldn't get, pay for a billboard out on this on this highway that mm-hmm. we're on. This. Right. It's uh, it's just been a huge blessing, and it's allowed the ministry to grow. It's, it's allowed us to have a community room, a prayer room, mm-hmm. and do a lot of focus on a lot of things that we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and just to give you a sense of where we were and where we are, the old building uh, essentially was a shoebox, and it, yeah. <laughs> it
0: was a, right,
1: a long <laughs> it, it was this With one long, bathroom,
2: and no closets. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was a long,
1: narrow building. It had a little hallway that that wound down past a yeah. small conference room. It was a migrant labor camp, literally. Uh, it is did what it used was. to be. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was uh, it was interesting we used yeah. to when i was a kid in 4h we would say uh, you sit with elbows and knees touching to make for yeah. better medicine right, right. man there was a lot of good medicine around yeah. that building yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We were on <laughs> each the other's the
0: laps trip. a lot of times, but um, nobody complained. We didn't. know No, it no. was our space. It was. Yeah. It was fine.
1: It was yeah. fine. It was cool. Yeah. You could shout down the hall and say, "Hey, Andrew!" Now you got to pick up the
0: phone and say, "Hey, Andrew!" Right. It was so small <laughs> when, when we did our uh, fundraisers. We would bring in out like porta. Yes. Porta yes. That's yes. right. Yes. Because yes. we only had one bathroom, and <laughs> yeah. the door on that didn't lock right. It was,
2: <laughs> That's, right. <it> was, yeah. <laughs> That's
0: right. We look back now and laugh at this stuff. There was stuff a note on
2: the inside of the door that says, "Press it tight." Press it tight. Sure That's clicks. Clicks. Yes. Yes. Make sure
0: yeah. it clicks. Yes, Yeah. sure it
1: clicks. We all
2: have visitors when you're powdering your nose. <sighs>
1: that was the note. You're
3: right. <laughs> Our, um... The our prayer team who would come in during fundraiser and pray had to yeah. pray around outside the building right, because right. yeah. there we was a camp, just yeah. no room
2: yep. inside no, the building. Wasn't. Barred to a camper pray. one year for them to sit out in and pray yeah. as well. So, was yeah. Cool. yeah,
1: there was always a sense of <laughs> overflow, not only yeah. in the number of people that could fit, but also in,
0: in the blessings that the listeners poured into yes. us. It was it, always a sense of, overflow. I think it really has made us appreciate this building oh, yes. right now and mm-hmm. what God the blessings that we have now. Oh, yes. So much more than if we'd have started here. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah, there's
1: no doubt. So thinking about the bridge forming, being an idea and getting an FCC license put in place, getting the people together that made it happen, making sure the community was on board, you know, getting the first couple of results from the fundraisers and, and on from there. When you think about the mission and the vision of the bridge to connect and strengthen the community to one another and to God and their faith. Would you say the bridge is fulfilling its mission and its vision?
3: Yeah.
0: Oh,
2: absolutely. We're all yeah. looking at each yeah. other, yeah. just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> shaking our heads. Sh- yes, nodding our heads. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would say absolutely it is more than I could have ever imagined, mm-hmm. and uh, and the growth that has happened um, that has been totally God directed. Like when we added station in, mm-hmm. in Pocomoke, Maryland, mm-hmm. um, we were not out looking honestly for to grow in that area at that time. But God opened one door after another and, mm-hmm. and everything and, and we were able to acquire the station and it's already paid for. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then Translator in Ocean City um, mm-hmm. that had been rebroadcasting another Christian station became available and uh, the guys that had that, that owned that, were going to uh, basically just put us on there. That turned into them deciding to give it to us right. along with the assets in their checking account. Mm-hmm. So Incredible. I went down that day to, uh, to basically to sign the paperwork to take over the translator and they gave us $5,000 in cash on top of it. Incredible! It's been those kind yeah. of blessings mm-hmm. just month after month yeah. day after day. It's just been yeah. mind blowing. Yeah. And, um, uh-huh. you know, now, you know, we're, we still have vision. We still have dreams. And as we enter our, our 10th our 11th year, you know, Newcastle County, Delaware has just been on my heart for, I worked in radio in that market for a while and I really, um, really feel like God will one day have us, be able to broadcast uh, on a frequency in Newcastle County, Delaware. And that's kind of where we're t- turning our prayer and our focus now and praying that God opens those doors and provides mm-hmm. the funding for that to happen. Excellent. So some more dreams and visions to come. and uh, Yeah, and we're getting more into video. We're looking yeah. at, there's mm-hmm. emerging technologies that were part of smart speakers. Yeah. We were one of the first stations to have a skill for smart speakers. That was several years ago. That's right. And, um, and I just saw this week, smart speakers... Uh, and the overwhelming number one use for smart speakers is FM radio. radio yeah. Excellent. And mm-hmm. so we were there early, and uh, we want to kind of keep an eye on this other technology, smart dashes, and wherever right. it goes, we want to, I don't, by any stretch, believe radio is dead or dying. Right. It's going to look different, sound different. It may, we not, may not be using transmitters in 10 years, but mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a place for us, especially if we keep to our original vision, of which is being local. And serving local and ministering to the to the, mm-hmm. the local people. Well, that's
1: excellent. Yeah. Well, Kim Denise, do you either one have anything else to share with our listeners uh, concerning the station itself or where it might be headed?
3: I think uh, I think we would all agree. None of us imagined the depth of the impact mm-hmm. that uh, the bridge has had on Delmarva, and it excites us mm-hmm. and ignites us mm-hmm. uh, for the future. Uh, and every single day, it seems like there's a phone call or an mm-hmm. email or a text message of somebody's story saying how a song has touched their mm-hmm. heart or something that someone said just gave them the courage to move forward. Mm-hmm. And um, that is that is not an accident. Mm-mm. God has been a part of this all along the way. And we see his fingerprint all over Delmarva and beyond. And we're just, we're really, I'm really I personally I am touched by the ministry of the bridge every single day Mm -hmm. and I'm
2: just so grateful that God has called us together to do this Mm -hmm. good work absolutely ditto to everything that you said (laughs) I mean it's it's humbling to get to do what we do every day Mm -hmm. to get to serve people in this way and um I, it's it's God's hand has been all over it from the beginning because of the favor that He keeps showing, and we just pray that we continue to walk in that favor and that we continue to be obedient to what He's called us to do, so more people can be reached for Him.
1: Absolutely.
0: Amen. Every morning when I um I come in, um I walk up these steps, and every morning I pray. Some mornings, if Denise is in here um, first, I pray out loud, <laughs> and I say, Lord, don't let me screw this up. <laughs> and I say that every day as I walk up those steps right there, because that's my prayer, because <laughs> yeah. he's done he's done this. I mean, yes. he's put together an amazing team. Everybody's you know, very good at what they do, but it goes way beyond that. Mm-hmm. There's an anointing um, on the, the mm-hmm. people here yeah. and this, this uh, facility and this frequency and God's doing great things. And our job is to show up and stay out of the way mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. And of yeah. God and let him do his thing. So yeah, I pray that right. that happens the
1: next 10 years too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this special episode all about the story of the bridge as we come into the year where we're going to celebrate our 10th anniversary. I hope that you'll be a part of all that we have planned to celebrate that. And listen, be sure to download the bridge mobile app to get the latest podcast episodes. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend. Let them know about the radio station that you love. Provide feedback and suggest show topics when you email podcast at 887thebridge.com. You can get complete show notes on our website at 887thebridge.com.